Welcome to the Multiply Your Success podcast, where each week we help growth-minded entrepreneurs and franchise leaders take the next step in their expansion journey. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team. And as we open today, I'm wondering if you have balance between your brand building and performance marketing strategies and efforts. And can you easily distinguish between the two in your own company and organization? Well, our guest today is Carolyn Walker, who shares with us the importance of finding balance between marketing efforts with your brand building and performance marketing. And she shares with us in the interview how to allocate your brand building budget and efforts versus your performance marketing if you're a business-to-consumer company or a business-to-business company. And she talks about how to properly split those. Now, Carolyn is the CEO and managing partner of Response, which is an award-winning independent marketing agency. She has extensive experience working with top brands such as Logitech, McAfee, Office Depot, and Tylenol, building revenues and maximizing market competition. Carolyn also co-created the hugely successful branded podcast, Hackable by McAfee. So let's go ahead and jump right into our interview. Hi, Tom. Thank you for so much for having me. My name is Carolyn Walker. I'm the CEO and managing partner of Response Marketing out of New Haven, Connecticut. One of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is really to talk about brand building and branding in general. And to open, why should marketers look to use both brand building and this concept of performance marketing. Can you talk through those? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there is brand building things you can do and there's performance marketing things you could do. And and when I talked about these two concepts, I don't want people to think that brand building isn't affecting performance or that performance isn't affecting brand. That's not the case. They both have an effect on each other. But you know, the fact of the matter is you really need to do both. And it's about finding that balance. And what I'd say is in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years with the advent of digital and everything going online, there has been this flood to performance marketing, especially as it's become, you know, so much more trackable and measurable, right? Way more than brand brand marketing is or or brand building is. So there has been this big shift over the last 10 to 15 years to digital and companies taking budget away from brand building efforts and putting it into into these kind of digital and more performance-based activities because they are so measurable and they feel like they work. What's been found is that the balance has shifted so much that the brand has suffered, right? And so it's it's a problem. And, you know, I'm worried that performance marketing is crowding out brand building initiatives, you know, and I'm not talking just about advertising. I'm talking about, you know, packaging, products, distinctive services, you know, interesting ways to go to through distribution, including advertising too, very creative advertising, you know, aimed at improving customer awareness and not just awareness, but affinity towards, right, the brand and making the brand memorable so that when those customers are actually ready to buy, you know, you're at at the top of the mind. I've heard stories, you know, about problems that these executives have where, you know, the, the budget has shifted and performance has taken over brand marketing and they're saying, you know, we've lost our brand narrative. And I, I think it is a big problem and something that needs to be talked about and understood because there should be a balance. And 
I heard one of your prior guests actually talk about this 95-5 thing. And there is this 95-5 rule. It's not really a rule, but you know, the, the idea is that there's a huge portion of your customers that are not in market today and a very small portion of customers that are in market. So we want to be sure that those customers that are out of market understand who you are, like aware of who you are, what you stand for, you know, how you can benefit them so that when they are in market, like I said, they're in this kind of buy state where they'll, they'll actually have a chance of converting for you and becoming a customer. I see. And so this idea of brand building sounds, from what you're describing, more in line with, you mentioned, distinct packaging. Maybe it's publicity. Maybe it's doing some community service, community involvement versus performance marketing, which is more things like Google AdWords and advertising to drive leads into your system. It really is about the short-term effect, right? And whether that be, it, it might be more bigger than just leads, by the way. It could be leads, but it could be, you know, we're looking to get engagement. We're looking to get clicks. We're getting looking to get MQLs, marketing qualified leads. Like, what is the metric? But it is all about that short-term effect. And that's performance marketing, right? We're trying to get that person who is in market to actually engage with us and ultimately be a customer. The brand building side is about putting the brand out there and it, over the long term, having an effect on your customer and, and, the, and the market. It really is about building that positive equity in the brand so that you ha- you're in a strong position, you know, over time. And I think it's very difficult for some CMOs to influence their CFOs about, you know, thinking about marketing and brand building and what is, is the effect. I think it's very easy to go to what a CFO and say, look at my digital marketing results. I converted all these people. They became customers and it's this amount of sales. It's much harder to do that on the on the brand side. And so it takes time. It takes investment. And I think that's another important point is that, you know, many CFOs see marketing as an expense, not an investment, and branding and marketing as an expense, not an investment. And it really is an investment that you really have to, you know, have some patience for to ultimately see the long-term benefit. But there is one, you know, I, I know that there is, and the data shows that there is. And in fact, there's some research out there from the LinkedIn B2B Institute that says, you know, when you run performance marketing on its own, there's, you know, this result. But when you layer on top really strong brand marketing and and brand initiatives, you can have a 6x improvement in your performance marketing. So it's unfortunate that this has happened, but I think that there's so much conversation that's happening about it around that the pendulum is starting to shift back from, you know, so much invested in performance to kind of figuring out the balance. And I'd say that the research from Les Binet and Peter Field shows that in the B2C space, the balance between or the split between performance and brand should be something like 25% performance, 75% brand. In the B2C space, in the B2B space, they think it's more equal, like 50% brand, 50% performance marketing. So mm-hmm. something to think about. And then, you know, obviously put the KPIs in place and the measurements in place to see if that's really, you know, effective for your business. We have a lot of founders and CEOs and presidents that will tune in. What would you do in terms of starting to create this brand building strategy? Is there kind of a core focus or effort that you would go with? 
Yeah, I think it all starts with, you know, proper brand purpose. So if you don't have a brand purpose, you need to figure that out pretty quickly. It's your core belief, you know, what your brand stands for. And all of the initiatives that we build for our clients are based in, you know, no understanding who they are. And I think there's a lot of businesses out there and you can you list to Simon Sinek. He says the same thing, right? That so many businesses can tell you what they do and maybe how they do it. There's very few that can tell you why they do it. And that's really important. It's the it's the core of building a strong brand. The other piece of that is having a really good and strong brand positioning statement. And so once you have those two things, you're in a position where you can actually build, you know, the the communications, the campaigns that allow you to build brand. And, and again, not just from an advertising perspective, but everything that, you know, all of the touch points that we might have, you know, whether it's distribution or like you said, PR or, you know, advertising or you know, your digital presence is huge too, right? Like what, how are you showing up on your site and things like that and your social presence. So it starts there. And then, you know, it's about having that strong kind of campaign or that strong idea that then gets permeated, right? And how are we going to distribute that idea? And and what are the tactics we gonna, we're going to use that are brand building, you know, that are broader? And what are the tactics we're going to use that are more targeted in trying to help that, you know, customer that might be in market? And so it's about having that kind of multi, you know, omni-channel approach when it comes to the entire brand. When I hear you describe this brand strategy or this core belief, would that be kind of the North Star for the organization or for marketing or are those two different things? Yeah, no, it's usually for the entire organization, not just marketing. And so, you know, we've done so much work with our clients where we do define that, you know, their North Star, their core belief, their why. And then as we start to look at it from a marketing perspective, we see how it's implemented. But we also see opportunity for it to change, you know, internal processes. It changes products sometimes, you know. And so it does have a, a ripple effect through everything that that company does, not just marketing. It is the North star for the brand, like, you know, beyond, beyond marketing. Just for an action item and for someone that's tuning in, what might a first step be for a leader that's listening into this take to start analyzing what they're currently doing or just to start immersing themselves into this? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I would do is is audit all the things that you're doing, right? And understand, you know, are we clearly defined as a brand? Do we do have do we have that north star? Do we understand our purpose and why? Do we have a positioning? I think those are the things, the questions that you can start asking and then start, you know, looking, you know, to to what you've done and what's been successful and what hasn't been successful and start, you know, thinking about those things and and also questioning myself you know, yourselves like, you know, have I done enough to to build brand? And I think that, you know, you'll, you'll start to get some clarity around where, where you need to go. I would also suggest that there's so many, you know, great resources and materials out there on this topic now that, you know, there, there's a lot to study, you know, and read or, or listen to that can help you as well to, you know, think about what, where you go from here. Or invest in someone who's a partner like ourselves, right? You know, sometimes it's it's not a great idea to go it alone, especially if you're not so familiar or experienced. So, you know, get a good partner to help you through the process. That's a great idea. Well, what might a great partner look like? Yeah, I think the first thing is like there are, you know, tens of thousands of agencies out there. And so it's finding one that has 
the expertise that you need. And so we always talk to our clients about this. Like I wouldn't hire us as an agency if our capability didn't marry up to your need. So you want to find someone that has this expertise in brand building and the marriage of brand building and performance marketing, right? So that's number one. Number two is, you know, hopefully it's not a a one and done situation. You want to work with an agency that can help you over the long term. So you have to have good chemistry, right? You have to have a connection with that agency and make sure this is like a partnership that you can live with for a long time. And I would say the last thing is, and we always qualify all of our clients this way. And I believe that they do the same for us is that, you know, if that agency doesn't have a passion for your business, then you're with the wrong one. So make sure that they're as excited about your business and the brands and the things that you offer as you are. Great advice. Great advice. Well, Carolyn, this is a great time in the show where we make a transition and we ask every guest the same four questions before they go. And the first question we ask is, have you had a miss or two on your journey and something you learned from it? Yeah, I would say, you know, I I think it's true that, you know, your career and your life is full of learning experiences, learning lessons, and, and certainly mine is too. And I feel like you always learn from the things that maybe you, you know, you didn't tackle exactly the right way. I would say one for me is personally is that I really love teaching and I love being in a teaching and learning environment. I loved college. Like I just was obsessed over all my classes and I soaked everything up and just love that environment. And in fact, I've been a a guest lecturer at Sacred Heart University and Quinnipiac University. And I taught some adjunct classes at Salve Regina. And so for me, I really wish I had pursued my MBA and maybe even a PhD so that I would be able to have the more of a path as an educator as I think about the you know the rest of what I'm doing in in my life. So that's one and I think the other one is we were really really fortunate in being awarded with the Ad Age Small Agency Digital Campaign of the Year award back in 2018. I didn't have a publicist to help us with the recognition of that award. And I really feel like it was such a huge honor and such a great recognition from the industry. And I wish we had put more publicity behind it. It makes a ton of sense. And I'd say there's always time in terms of at least pursuing your teaching path and Mm -hmm. other ways you can do it. Always fun and interesting there. Let's talk about a make or two on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. I call them my home runs and I think I can start with my education. So I went to Northeastern University in Boston and it's a cooperative education school where you go to school full-time, then you work full-time. And so I graduated with my degree and two years of full-time work experience with incredible companies like Kraft General Foods and Saatchi and Saatchi and Frito-Lay. I mean, it was just amazing. And so for me, that was just a huge propellant to my career. And it was a huge win for me. I would never do it any other way. The other is that when I graduated from Northeastern, I worked for two huge organizations. I worked for Saatchi and Saatchi, like I mentioned, out of New York, one of the largest advertising agencies in the world at the time. And then from Saatchi, I went to Darden Restaurants, which is one of the biggest restaurant companies in the world. And so while I have not yet gotten my MBA, I'm not saying never, I learned so much from both of those organizations that I took with me as I then pivoted from the kind of the big corporation to the really, you know, small organizations in terms of like Sandela's and and response. 
And so that's that's number two. Uh, number three is my work at Sandela's. I'm really, really proud of. We took that organization from just a handful of lo- locations to over a hundred across the country. I mean, that is like, it was amazing. And it was, it was a lot of hard work and a lot of strategic thinking and pivoting big time with them from a franchise organization to a licensed organization. And then lastly, I would say, you know, my experience at Response, I did not start, I did not found Response. I started as a freelancer, then I got hired full-time, and then I got promoted to a partner and then managing partner within three years, and I bought the original guys out in 2009. And over that tenure, I I, I led them through basically a startup situation, because I came in on year two, to an enduring, you know, successful agency that it is today. And I'm I'm super proud of that. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing some great wins there. Let's talk about a multiplier that you've used to grow yourself or your business. I have a couple of those too. I would say first, you know, surround yourself with a great team. That has been huge to me. You know, you can't do it all yourself. It's really hard to wear all the hats. And so surround yourself with people who you can really trust and who are excellent at what they do. And I would also say, you know, stay true to your core values. Ours are, you know, being curious and brave and caring. And that has been a constant through throughout our organization and, and has really helped us in terms of deciding kind of what we do and don't do and who we work with and who we don't work with. The other thing I'd say is I tell this to all of my clients and you probably saw it on my bio, but you know, I always say that marketing isn't the savior, it's the amplifier. And so if you're looking to multiply your business, you know, look at marketing as one of those multipliers or amplifiers. And it, and it's not going to work though, if you don't have a great product or service and you don't have great operations or execution, you need to make sure those things are in place. And then you layer on the great branding and marketing and you've got a home run. And we've done this for ourselves. You know, we, we, you know, took our time to kind of get the business right. And we've certainly morphed over the years and we're in a place where, you know, we have just an incredible team of, of incredible strategic creative thinkers. And we also have amazing client service. And so, and we've got hundreds of awards and dozens of testimonials to support that. But, you know, we we are very fortunate in that we work with incredible clients from Fortune 500 to local nonprofits. And our, our marketing of ourselves has helped us, you know, be in a position where we can be super selective about who we work with now. Amazing. The final question we'd like to ask every guest is, what does success mean to you? Yeah. So I think if you asked that question to me when I was in my 20s, I would say it was all about money and materialism. (laughs) But today it's very, very different for me. I feel like it is an open-ended concept. It's about continuing to strive to make myself better in this journey as a person, you know, as a person, as a professional, as a partner, as a daughter, as a sibling, a marketer, a leader, a community member. And so it's about learning from my failures. It's about giving back and helping others. It's about really being empathetic and kind and making a difference where where and when I can. And I really love Maya Angelou's quote that says, I've learned that people forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you make them feel. And I think if people remember how I made them feel in a positive way, that when I'm gone, I'd say I'm successful. To me, that's success. Fantastic. Well, Carolyn, as we bring this to a close, is there anything you were hoping to share or get across that you haven't had a chance to yet? 
I don't think so. I think, you know, to me, one of my big main messages these days is about this idea of, you know, brand building and performance marketing and where's that balance. And so I would love for anyone who has their own business or a marketer in a business to think about that, you know, and what is the right balance and thinking of of marketing, like I said, as an investment, not an expense. It's something that really can help grow your business if you're doing it in the right way. Fantastic. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for being a guest here. What's the best way for someone to follow or connect with you? Yeah, I would say visit our website. It's response.agency. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Carolyn Walker. That's with a Y-N. Or you can certainly email me. It's Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N at response.agency. Carolyn, thank you so much for a fantastic interview. And let's go ahead and jump into today's three key takeaways. So takeaway number one is when she shared that LinkedIn ran a study and found that when performance marketing is coupled with brand building, it's six times more effective in a study that they found or can be six times more effective. And she said the recommended split for efforts and resources allocated to business to consumer should be 25% performance and 75% brand building. And then for a business-to-business organization, you should split those 50-50, performance marketing and brand building. Takeaway number two is she gave the first few steps in how you allocate and assess or do a marketing audit on your company. And the first one, step one, is to audit if you have a North Star core belief. Number two is have I done enough to build a brand for my company? Number three is get educated and read, listen to, lots of resources, podcasts like this. And number four, consider hiring an expert or bringing in a consultant just for an assessment or a consultation. And takeaway number three was the make that she shared, which I was just really impressed with what she did, that she started working as a freelancer for response. Then she became an employee, got promoted, eventually became a partner, and then bought out the other partners in the business and owns it outright. Just a wonderful, wonderful story. I love that. And now it's time for today's win-win. So today's win-win is the last thing she said, is that you need to find balance between performance marketing and brand building, whatever that looks like. Don't neglect one over the other and really make sure that you're giving care and consideration because the two coupled together are more powerful. And so that's the episode today, folks. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. And remember, if you or anyone you know might be ready to franchise our business or take their franchise company to the next level, please connect with us at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back next week. 